1: Hey everyone. I hope you've had a great week. I'm super excited today because we have with us a green beauty expert. She's like the most sought after. Um, I'll tell you more about her later, but as a teaser, um, I should say just in a couple minutes, as a teaser, she did all of Jillian Michaels' makeup for Biggest Loser um, and traveled around, and that's actually how I met her too. So um, I will get to that in a minute. Oh, and interestingly, I'm going to give you the jellybean update for those who don't know jellybean is my foster baby girl who i revealed here for the first time uh, that i acquired her i guess is the best word to say um, I, I was blessed with her i guess is even better um, but interestingly paige also fostered a baby and has now adopted the child so that's kind of an interesting thing too but So Jellybean's doing super well. For the past week, with the exception of one night, she actually slept through the night, which was groundbreaking. And then uh, I also left her for the first time to go on an overnight. And it was so interesting. Like, it made me like her even more. Um, Not that I thought that was possible, but I just missed her so much. It was really funny. I was literally just gone one night, but I didn't really see her for two nights. And I was hoping she would miss me and remember me and all of that. And she usually, when I wake up in the morning, or when she wakes up in the morning, gives me this cute, cute, cute smile when I go and pick her up. And that morning, she kind of looked at me like, hmm, how did you get here or something? And then she literally, like, the next couple of days just acted so happy. So I was super excited because I think she was just confused at first and then... um And then, you know, the bond is there and it's great. And I'm still, I'm about six weeks from finding out if um, I can probably keep her. So that's exciting too. Uh, But I don't want to spend any more time on that because I really want to jump into Paige. Uh, I actually know nothing about makeup, if we're being honest. Um, My friends have done interventions for various things with me, from my hair to my makeup to my clothes. Um, I've just never been a design guru like that. So I'm really excited to have Paige Padgett. She's a Los Angeles-based makeup artist and author of The Green Beauty Rules. She's considered a leading authority on green beauty and is often sought after by the press. She's been featured in Shape Gen Lux and Natural Solutions and quoted in Elle Self, Women's Health, Ladies' Home Journal, Good Housekeeping, Los Angeles Times, Vegetarian Times, Natural Health and Whole Life Times magazine among others. In 2005, a beauty expert said she couldn't provide safe and eco-friendly makeup artistry and still create beautiful faces. She set out to prove them wrong and did. She launched the first professional green makeup kit in 2006. Pioneering non-toxic beauty for over a decade. Now Paige is driving the conversation further with her new sustainable beauty and wellness lifestyle brand, Paige Lifestyle, by focusing on sustainability. Non-toxic is great, but it's not enough anymore, says Paige. We need to move past that to really get where we need to be environmentally. We must focus on sustainability. So she created Page Lifestyle LLC, a carefully edited selection of sustainable beauty and wellness essentials tailored for everyday life. Blurring the line between skincare and makeup, her products are innovative, easy to use, and highly mul- multifunctional to fit your lifestyle. And the exciting news is that she's launching in fall of 2018. So I'm hoping maybe I'll end up with a preview of all of that, um, but you know, I think um, so. First, welcome, Paige.
2: Hi, thank you. My first thought is, oh, we need to shorten all that. No, oh, no, no.
1: Sorry. it's great. You're amazing, and people need <laughs> to know that. And uh, I met Paige actually when we were on Jillian Michaels' wellness cruise, which I don't even want to think about how many years ago that was. Probably like eight, maybe. Uh, yeah, and, or more. Yeah. And, Yeah, she was teaching all of the beauty portions and I was teaching the cooking portions and it was a big old blast. Jillian sold out a ship as Jillian does. (laughs) yeah. So that was super cool. But Paige, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about how you got started in this.
2: It was about 2005 when I got started and at the time I was just becoming very interested in um, greening my life, like just super interested in being eco-friendly and um, just becoming aware of the toll that we're taking on our planet. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to green my lifestyle. I'm going to become a little more eco-friendly, whatever that meant to me at the time. Totally baby-stepping it, um, which is fine. And then I realized, wow, I spend a lot of time at work. And I feel like I could create a bigger impact if I brought green into my job, if I greened my job, if I greened other people. So that's kind of how it started. And for many people, it starts with the micro um, view, which is, oh, I want to be green to be healthier. For me, it started with the macro, it was about the planet. And then later, I realized, oh, you know, people are getting sick from toxic chemicals that are being used in our cosmetics, and then it really took on a whole nother level. Um, But when I first started out, I didn't realize that. I didn't know exactly what it meant to be green. I thought it just meant, oh, using mineral makeup, but mineral makeup often has tons of chemicals. So that's how I got started, and I was very fortunate and lucky enough to have um, to be working with Jillian because she was a great sport and she was down with the clean stuff and just let me sort of experiment and, and use whatever I wanted on her. And a lot of celebrities really weren't interested in that at the time.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm curious, how did you meet Jillian and how did that, because obviously, I mean, pretty much every makeup artist in Hollywood with Jillian's popularity, I'm sure, would love to you know work with her. How, how did that come about?
2: No, it's true. I had to um, knock off her makeup artist. <laughs> <Just> oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Nice of me. Um, actually, it's true. Um, she did have a makeup artist at the time, um, but uh, at the time, the girl was um, working on another show, and it overlapped with Jillian's comeback to the third season of The Biggest Loser. Um, and so she just couldn't. She couldn't do the show. So I ended up doing the show, and, um, you know, it just really worked. Our synergy was great, and, um, and that's sort of how it started. I had a friend that was a producer on the show, and I had done her makeup and makeup for other things she's worked on, so she said, can you come and do this test run? She didn't even tell me it was Jillian. Yeah. Um, it was such a secret, and, um, and then when I got there, I was like, oh, it's Jillian. She's back, so that was really cool. Oh, fun. That's kind of how we met. And one of the stories I like to tell, because it was so funny and quite embarrassing, is the first day of shooting, I I thought we were going to be on the stage, and I hadn't done a lot of television. It was more print, things like that. And so, you know, I dressed up. Um, And so (laughs) I remember sitting in the middle of the desert, literally running... To touch her up, high heels, like platform spiked heels.
3: Oh, and no. trying to like
2: miss boulders and little cactus, things like that. Um, so, and, and everyone was laughing at me. But it was funny and I was laughing too, so it was okay.
1: Huh,
2: that's she'll funny. Never forget it. Or, yeah. or let me live it down.
1: I bet not. I mean, it is funny (laughs) how you're right. Like, I guess a lot of people don't know that. But when you're, depending what you're working on, like the makeup artists, especially at some of the shows uh, that start super early in the morning, definitely do not wake up. They don't do their own makeup. (laughs) They're amazing people, but they don't do their own makeup. And they don't, you know, it's definitely a roll out of bed situation when it's four o'clock in the morning is their call time. So I can see how you would have, stuck out a little bit so I'm curious I I know they say that you're supposed to throw away your makeup after a year and I can probably I'm gonna out myself here a little I've had uh, makeup for a lot longer than a year in some cases is it truly like do you really need to throw it away in a year or what is your take on that
2: that is sort of true um depends on what it is so there are things that you should throw away after a year. I mean, lip gloss, mascara. Mascara won't last you a year anyway. <clears throat> excuse me. But creams. Creams have a tendency. Creams and liquids have a tendency to uh, grow bacteria. Um, mm. So what you want to do is, if you, don't, if you really love it, just check it. You're going to smell you're gonna see, and those are the things that are gonna tip you off. If it separates, changing colors, um, it's definitely time to throw it out. If it smells bad, throw it out. Smell is probably the first thing um, to me where I can like tell it's going bad. Bacteria. Hmm. If the smell's oh. gone off a bit, it's bad. Doesn't um, really mean it's is gonna, gonna tell dip- you. Just mean oh, go ahead, say that again. You really wouldn't want to use it. Um, powders, that's different. Powders last longer. So um, powders, cakes, things like that, they, they don't tend to grow uh, bacteria as quickly um, uh, or as readily. So, so those can last two to three years sometimes.
4: Hmm. Okay.
2: And it depends yeah, on... Would, if it's those
1: are the kind of things that I have kept. Um, I mean, some of it, obviously, as you said, like mascara doesn't last more than a few months. And um, right. what about lipsticks? Is that the same as lip glosses?
2: Um... That's a cream, so that would fall in the first category. I probably wouldn't uh, have it past one year. Um, A lot of things will have um, sort of like a shelf life on there when they expire now, the uh, cosmetics, especially with um, organics and naturals. That's starting to happen a lot, but... I would say, yeah, one year. With lipstick, you can really find out. First of all, it'll smell. The smell will go off. Um, With traditional formulas, you won't know as quickly, and it won't go off as quickly necessarily. But you know how sometimes they get little beads on them? That's bacteria.
4: Oh,
1: interesting. Oh, gross. That's not good.
2: Yeah, but but the traditional formulas can last a lot longer.
1: Okay. And then speaking of chemicals, like how do you know what brands to use like are all of the ones that don't say organic i mean how how does one go about figuring all that
2: out how does one go about figuring out what uh what's um natural
1: right like what brands are bad for you what aren't like are there you know is there a website that you use or what is the best way for people at home to
2: know like what their makeup is doing to them of course i think the best way is to buy my book (laughs) the Green Beauty Rules Um, and I really do believe that is like one of the best ways you don't have to buy it there's information out there I use the Environmental um, Working Groups database Um, I use their app um, called Verified Um, what else I use my website I have some some blogs and uh, different types of Uh, you know, tools on there, different tools that I use um, so that people can download and help them green their routine. Um, But I do, the thing with my book is I've taken all of the best information that I found that helped me and condensed it into one book, into one uh, source, so you don't have to go a bunch of different places. So it makes it really easy, and I'm very systematic about it. Like, you don't have to green everything at once. You can start with, like, things you use every day. Maybe you just want to start with the five things you use every day or just the things that you use on your entire body every day. So, I mean, look, if you're using um, a blush every day and a lotion every day on your entire body, you kind of want to green the lotion first. Right. That makes sense. Skin is your largest organ, so... That totally makes sense.
1: And now I've been outed for not reading your book yet. um, Oh
2: well, I need to get you one.
1: uh, I'm happy to buy it. I honestly, in retrospect, don't know why I haven't. With as um, awesome as I know you are, you know what? I think I, as I mentioned, I don't think about these things as much as I should. Like my mind is obsessed with food. Um and. I don't know, like, as I said, in retrospect, I'm sitting here going, wow, like, I don't really, it's funny, because for Jelly Bean, I'm constantly like, oh, is this okay, and you know, all of that, but somehow for myself, I, I don't do quite as much of that, and I have over the years, because I go to Natural Products Expo and so many natural shows, like, most of my stuff has become natural, but I guess, as I said, like, I've never gone and found the resources to really... Find out what to use.
2: So, right. On well, that, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, well, that's that's interesting because that's when most women decide to green their beauty routine is when they become a mom, um, or or when they're trying to get pregnant. So, oh, I'm coming out with some courses to help these women. And the other um, time people decide to go green is when they're sick, unfortunately, or recovering from being sick. So. Um, a lot of survivors, people with autoimmune disease. So those are the two times in people's lives when they're trying to get pregnant or um, if they're sick or recovering from an illness so or disease. So those are, yeah, so it's very common. Um, but you did mention something that is very, also very common with mothers, and I do the same. Um, and I do the same with my cat and my daughter. It's like I feed them better... Then I feed myself. I and this is so typical of moms. You know, you you watch everything you put on them very carefully, um, and that's just come natural to me now over the years but it just in general i'm much more careful with my daughter and it's my so funny than I am when with myself. we actually
1: have to go to a break right now sorry to cut you off yep, but okay. when we come back we're going to jump right into this and i do actually want to hear your journey a little as well and then we're going to give you lots more makeup tips so stay tuned everyone
4: is the voice america influencers channel be inspired tune in to the spotlight with Tony D'Urso for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
3: I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten free ingredients. The best part is, the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste, and Freshly delivers to my home and my office, so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same Old cardboard delivery and takeout Try out Freshly.com today And save $20 on your first order Using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com Your taste buds and your scale will thank you So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com
4: Hear the stories Be motivated Be inspired
0: Join us today Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All.
1: Hey everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Paige Paget. is one of Hollywood's most sought-after makeup artists. She can make anyone look gorgeous, and the cool thing about her is all of her makeup is green. She's kind of, she was definitely on the forefront of that when other people told her she couldn't do it. Um, And she worked with Jillian Michaels for years on Biggest Loser and has continued to work with Jillian. So, I'm sure everyone knows that um, Jillian is awesome and has a super high standard, and to work with her for that long, you know you have to be good. So, I'm really excited that she's here today. And just before the break, we were talking, well, I'm just going to say this. So when I was 13, I was a plus size model and I learned how to do my makeup and I had to do, we had to learn through my, like I was on a show team where we would do fashion shows and I had to be able to do my makeup completely in 13 minutes, um, including hair. And then I had to be able to do makeup changes in two minutes just because of the, um, I guess, you know, we didn't have makeup artists on this tiny little team back then, and they just, like, made us learn it. And it was great for me because I've never taken a long time. I have a tiny little makeup bag when I travel to the point that most of my girlfriends are like, what? And even some friends over the years who've tried to sell Arbonne or they've tried to sell this or they've tried to sell that, I'm like, yeah, I don't use any of that. I don't use any of that. I don't, like, I just... I don't know. It's been something that I just kind of throw makeup on when I even do it. Granted, I'm lucky to have, like, pretty clear skin. And actually, as I've gotten older, and Paige, I would love tips from you on this, but I feel like when I wear makeup, I often look older, like older, older, whereas when I don't, I just put a little blush on and eye stuff and, and lip gloss, I look younger. So... It's, it's a super interesting thing, but we were just before the break talking about how, like, I'm super worried about what I'm putting on jellybean skin, and I I don't, I just, like, throw a couple things quickly on me and don't pay attention. Um, and then when I sit in makeup chairs and they do the same thing over and over, then I'm like, oh, I should probably be doing that. So I'll adapt those habits. But other than that, I haven't really changed my makeup since I was 13. <laughs> and, um... And so Paige, you had just mentioned on the break you're like oh um, we could talk about spring beauty tips i would love to hear about spring beauty tips because honestly i didn't even know that there was seasonal
2: <laughs> See, i love that well first of all, off i'm i'm kind of stuck on plus size model oh. you don't look plus size to me not that well no i bad with I, that i'm a plus I don't-
1: I, you know what's so funny? When you were doing all your beauty demos, I never got to watch them, and you never got to watch my cooking demos, and I weighed 200 pounds when I was 15.
2: Interesting. I had no idea. Oh. Well, yeah. you're gorgeous, and we were also talking about natural beauty and, and how we just don't understand. Um, it boggles my mind that some girls just cover their face so much, and you can't really see their, their natural beauty. So, But, yes, yeah, so I – yeah, it is – all the seasons' makeup follows. So, you know, for for spring, I always tell people they want to lighten up, just like they do with their clothes. Same with skincare and same with their makeup. So the skincare routine becomes lighter. You don't need to moisturize as heavily during the spring and summer months. So it's kind of a build up to okay, you're still using maybe your same night creams, but maybe you don't need them every night as as heavily, or um, you can switch out your night cream and, you know, maybe wear a lighter cream in the evening if that's what you do, like if you wear a night cream and a day cream, um, and I do. <laughs> um, or maybe you can just switch to an oil that's not as heavy as a cream in the day. So whatever that means to you, just lighten up a little. I mean, you'll know, people... You really know their skin best and what they need. But um, typically you find that you can just lighten up a little on the skincare. I always say, you know, you always want to do like your eye creams if that's what you do. And some things you don't really need to transition. But just in general, lighten up. Same with your makeup. You're going to want to transition to the lighter colors. Spring is all about pastels. Purples, pinks, blues, um, Greens, even I mean, any color is really in. But just go lighter. And not only do you want to go lighter with the color, so transition into more pastels and neutrals, um, and like not, like like peach and buffy colors. But you want to also go lighter with the application, and that's really important. Do washes of color. You don't want things that are opaque. You want them a little transparent. You want to see through them, um, and especially for spring and summer, um, textures get more dewy even more so going into summer. Um, in general, I, I agree with you 100%, Seven. It's um, the more makeup you wear as you get older, the older it makes you look. Um, so I tend to try to have a more youthful look. It's not about looking younger, just more youthful to have a more vibrance to my skin. Um, so I often, um, and I like this for anyone, no matter what your skin type or, or age it's so beautiful when you take just a nice oil, like a skin oil, facial oil, and press it on your cheekbones after your makeup is done. A little bit under the eye if, if you've powdered, if you've set your um, concealer with powder. So that's a really pretty look. And I'll, and I'll just press a little bit in, under um, a little under my eyes, my cheekbones, and sometimes around up towards my temple just to give myself a glow. So that's one of my tips for looking, like, just super glowy and and going into spring. Another thing I really like to do, concealer is your best friend. Um, When you get a little older, you've got to be more, you know, careful with it. But just as a rule, a little bit, if you use your light touch finger, a little bit in the corner, and a lot of people will do the corner and the under eye, but they forget to go up, around, into the inner corner on the top. And whatever you have on your finger, just slightly wipe that across your lid. When you brighten up your eyelid, that's going to brighten you up in general. And it just gives everyone a really awake, more, you know, just a little brighter, more youthful look. Um, And those are like two, two quick things that you can do to brighten you up, sort of get you ready for that, you know, brighter spring look.
1: It's so funny, like, I always thought there was day and night makeup, but I never knew that it was, like, spring, summer, that sort of
2: thing. Yeah, it's true. I know a lot of people don't realize that. And, and summer gets even more sheer than spring, and the colors become more vibrant, um, like sunny colors, like golds and oranges and fuchsias, and then they get deeper going into fall, like jewel-toned. Well, I will say, in the summer,
1: like, I don't... Because I always have... I mean, I have a tan most of the year because I live in Southern California. Sure. But I definitely have my darkest tan in the summer, and then I feel like I need less. But I'm curious. So I'm not sure if people know what airbrushing is. Um, They may have seen this on infomercials and, (laughs) and things, but when... Uh, as I said, like since I've gotten older, like I feel like if I wear too much makeup, especially near my eyes, it literally shows all of the lines. Not that I have any lines, people. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but no, it really fills them in. And I once, I mean, most of the time, as I said, when you go to um, get your makeup done on TV shows and things, the makeup artists are really good. Yeah. Um, But every once in a while, you you will encounter someone who literally doesn't, clearly doesn't know how to work with different faces, probably. And I once had this woman who I was like, I look so bad when I came out of there. And I wish that I would have gone into the, the bathroom and completely, like, you know, washed my face and started over. Yeah. Um, and I didn't and literally on that appearance I look 15 years older than I've ever looked in my entire life yeah. and the secret to that is, as I said, like, I love, when I get to choose the makeup artist, it's always, they have to be able to airbrush um, but what is the equivalent at home of that? Like, for those of us, like, I don't think that I would be coordinated enough to do that for myself.
2: Uh-huh. So have, um, like, for me, what, it's about um, buffing. So, excuse me, when I, when I do makeup, I have an airbrush. I use it more for tattoo covering, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to cover all of Jillian's tattoos. Now she lets them fly. But, yeah. um, but I, so I, I don't use it as much for makeup. I like a very light application, and you can get that with airbrushing. But what I really like to do is I like to take a kabuki brush um, or just like a stiff, super fluffy face brush um, and just, like, buff it out. So, because I don't like any lines, so I want it to be seamless. So I'll put on a foundation um, and buff it out, and then I'll do concealer and buff that out. And so I use, you know, uh, a kabuki brush usually, um, and sometimes a contour brush because they're really stiff, um, and I just really buff out the seams and buff out the skin so that it's, like, flawless. And sometimes I'll spend 10 minutes just buffing. And it's like polishing, like, you know, anything. It's like, you know, a piece of leather or stone. It just gets more lustrous and beautiful and seamless. Um, what is so, it yeah, that's, that's kind of my answer. Um, and then a light veil of, of powder to, to really set it. And once I do that, I buff again. So, yeah, it's about blending. Everything in makeup is about blending.
1: So you do foundation and then concealer?
2: Yes, usually. It depends. Sometimes I'll do concealer first, but it depends on what I'm going for. Um, Sometimes I'll do both, before and after. Usually I do do both. Um, So, yeah, um, I I almost always will do it after. Hmm. Yeah, because I really like to. So a lot of a lot of people will go super light or a leak, or maybe a shade or two lighter under their eye, um, and I tend to like to really match it to the skin tone um, because it just gives a more useful look to everyone. Like if it's a little lighter, fine, a half a shade to a shade maybe, but I really try to match it so that it's there's no. You know, it gives a more plump, youthful look. There's no, you know, like, it just a, a... When you put something lighter, it often looks gray or too yellow um, mm. so or, or blue, you know. Like, there, you want to sort of just make it look like your skin. And I often see it uh, looking too gray or too whitish. It's very ashy looking, and that's not attractive. So I tend to stay... The peachy tones I match. I match the other part of the skin. I don't usually go lighter.
1: Mm. So, in your makeup line coming and skincare line coming out this fall, I'm curious: Do you have a killer, bulmy me over um, under eye concealer or dark circle coverer? Because I am. Um, And needless to say, being a new mom, I'm sure you can relate, especially being single and running a business at the same time. I'm finding my dark circles are pretty dark these days.
2: Yeah, that's rough. Vitamin K might help a little. Um, We, yes, we are, yes, we have a lot of products. I'm uh, hoping I'm going to have 12 products the first year. That could change us slightly. And then up to... 20-something the second year. So we're going to be really aggressive putting products out. And I do have concealer um, as one of the products, and it's a multitasking concealer. So it will be able to help you with your under eyes and the rest of your skin. It won't necessarily probably be the best for blemishes. It's going to be a little um, on the dewier side. So... But, you know, I mean, for some people it might work. But, you know, blemishes are a different story. They often need a drier concealer. So I'm going to come out with some sticks for that as well.
1: So when you said vitamin K would help, is that, see, this is how clueless I am, is that to ingest or to is is that something you buy as a beauty product? You know,
2: well, you can get it in a lot of beauty products and creams or you could find a supplement and, um, you know, take it orally, ingest it, but um, I, I don't, you know, they say that it helps. I, I find when you have blue under your eyes, you just have blue. Um, they say that it helps uh, build the, you know, uh, the, wall, the vascular walls, so it really helps, um, you know, the blood stay in the veins, I guess, the little capillaries and things. Um, so that's really what it's supposed to do it's supposed to keep those really strong. Um, but, you know... It's, it's tough. Nothing really changes things. Um, you, you know, it's hard to, just, and especially with cosmetics or decorative or even skincare, to really make big differences. Sometimes you have to work clinically with a doctor. So, um, I think cover up's everyone's best friend, no matter what age. It just, but use sparingly. It's so overused. If you use it just a little, you look younger. If you use too much, you look older. Um, and it doesn't matter what you're, even if, even if you're 20 and you use too much, it's just, it's not as pretty. So it can go either way. If you use it sparingly, it's the best thing you can do for your look. Right.
1: No, I completely agree. Um, Just to give you the heads up, we're going to break in another minute and a half. Um, So everyone, while we are at break, I would seriously recommend you uh, jump to Amazon and check out the Green Beauty Rules um, pages book. I know um, I'm going to be ordering it because I'm realizing, as I said, some of these things I'm just, I'm not sure how I... I don't know. I feel so confident. And, you know, I go to business seminars all the time and I do all these things. And then I get a great guest like Paige and I'm like, God, I know nothing. So um, I think it's time for me to learn a little more when we come back with Paige. Um, um, we're going to talk very quickly about her foster process. And then also I have some more questions that I think um, might help everybody with their beauty regime as well. Stay tuned.
4: Don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at Devonalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm back with Paige Paget. She's the author of Green Beauty Rules. She's Jillian Michaels, Hollywood makeup artist. And she's super sought after, um... Because one, she makes people look amazing, but two, because she also was in the forefront of making makeup green and sustainable and so many other things that we absolutely need. Um, If you want to check her out, which of course I'm sure we all do, her name is spelled P-A-I-G-E-P-A-D-G-E-T-T. It's pagepaget.com. And uh, her book again is the Green Beauty Rules, which you can buy on Amazon. So, Paige, one of the things that I have heard is that you never want SPF in your foundation if you're going to be photographed at all, because the FPS, the SPF, um, reflects light, so then you look funny in photos. Is this true?
2: It can be. It depends on the foundation. I have a. I have, I have another reason why I don't like in the foundation um, because. It'll say 30%, but then it tends to be... um, They may have put SPF 30, rather, into the foundation, but in the foundation, what else is in it? Is it SPF 30 in the smallest amount? You know, I feel like it gets diluted in the foundation, so it's really not the 30 coverage. Um, But, yes, you are correct about that. Um, If there's a zinc or oxide or titanium dioxide you know they can get like whitish and purplish, and sometimes you really can't see that because if it's mixed in foundation, the foundation color will sort of obscure the fact that there's a white or purplish, you know, tone, but the camera can see it, and it will give you sometimes weird flares or uh, just as like a maybe ashy or purple um, tone to your face. It can look kind of white, ghostly. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's,
1: so, it's so funny because I have a concealer actually that I feel like works better than any concealer and but it has SPF in it so when I know I'm not gonna get pictures taken I wear that one and you know when I go play beach tennis and all of that when I really want the SPF but then I'm like ah other times I don't know what to wear and um, right it Interesting. Do you have brands that you particularly love? Now, obviously, this fall, we're all dying to get yours. I can't wait. But in the meantime, for the next six months, do you have any suggestions
2: for us? Oh, absolutely. That's all I do is talk about other people's products. And I'll continue to do that. Um, Because my blog, I can't just blog about mine. Um, I treat as um, media. And as a journalist, you wouldn't just, you know, you have to be fair. And so, um, I really okay, so we, we, you asked about concealers let me tell you I have three concealers I love my go to's I love Hint that's H-Y-N-T Hint Beauty makes an amazing concealer it's got the best coverage super um, buildable and just like really great coverage the other thing I like about it they have great colors for darker medium to dark skin tones So um, very inclusive with their colors. The other uh, brand I love is Well People. They have a beautiful um, dewy under-eye concealer, and it reminded me of the uh, Stila concealer years ago before I went green. Super comparable to that, and Stila was always my favorite Um, prior to greening my beauty routine. So I was so excited to see Well People come out with this. Um, under Eye Concealer, it's really superior. Their mascara is awesome, too. Um, and uh, Rosemary Swift, RMS Beauty. Um, Rosemary Swift was uh, and is Giselle Bundchen's makeup artist. She started her um, raw, a raw Vegan line years ago, and I was so grateful. Um, and I've used her concealers. I'm a 22. It, they're amazing. Um, so those are my go-to for concealers. Um, go. She also has a great luminizer. Um, yeah. So so yeah. Those are those are some of my my go-to concealers. In terms of products in general, I use everything from Well People to Jane Arundel, Ilia. I use some Bite. Um, I focus on non-toxic, not all natural. Um, you know. Just like poison ivy is natural, it's toxic. Um, not everything that's natural is not toxic and not everything that's um, synthetic is toxic. So I really focus on non-toxic. It's just a bonus. bonus if it's like all natural or organic, um, it's really wonderful and a bonus. But it's not, um, especially for color, it's very hard to get. As soon as you introduce water or minerals, It cannot be organic. It cannot be 100% organic. Because organic is an agricultural term, and you cannot grow minerals, and you cannot grow water. So it doesn't apply once you introduce those. But it can be like 99% organic or whatever. It will never be 100 if you have either of those.
1: Oh, so interesting. Um, do you
2: mind repeating those brands a little slower
1: and spelling them out? I got hints, I think we heard, in Well People and RMS Beauty, but the, the last few were a little hard to make out exactly what the brands are.
2: Oh, right. Okay, um, Ilya, I-L-I-A. They have some beautiful lippies some gorgeous lip colors. Um, I like a lot of BITE, B-B-I-T-E, B-I-T-E, BITE. Like as Again, in bite beautiful, food. Beautiful lip colors. Um, I'm trying to think who I use and what Zuzu. You can even buy that at Whole Foods. Z U Z U Lux. Zuzu Lux. Beautiful. There's a color called Chameleon. I use it on Jillian almost every day on The Biggest Loser, and even after. Um, I use it on myself. It's a beautiful bronzy color. Um, I love them for eyeshadow and for a lot of things. It's a really great line. Oh, cool. Um, there's so many great lines coming out. Oddly awesome. enough, Milk has some very clean products. They don't—they um, say good ingredients. They don't consider themselves non-toxic. They have a couple products that are, um, you know, quite clean. Uh, M I L K Milk, and they're very progressive.
1: Well, I so appreciate, too, that you, like, made the distinction between non-toxic and organic, because honestly, I hadn't heard that before, um, that I think a lot of us, again, I'm just going to be like, I know nothing um, about this realm, which sometimes, as I said, it just blows my own mind. But I, I would have thought, you know, you see organic, and it's like, oh, it's okay. And then if it's not organic, even if it's non-toxic, but the poison ivy um, analogy makes so much sense.
2: Yes, yes, it's true. And you also have to know who you are um, and what you're uh, meaning, who you are meaning like, are you asthmatic? Do you have a skin disease? You know, like there are certain things that are going to be more toxic to Devin than Paige, and the other way around, more toxic to me than you. So I have asthma. I have to be careful with sprays and smells. Um, My skin is fine. I could put anything on it. There's something called. um, bismuth oxide um, and it's, it's, it's a mineral but it can cause a lot of irritant um, can cause a lot of sensitivity to people and so they, a lot of makeup companies will exclude its, oxy, its bismuth oxy I can't remember the name exactly it's around right the tip of my tongue oxychloride um, But so that is one ingredient that I wouldn't have a problem with, but a lot of other people. So um, you really need to know who you are and what your sensitivities are and sort of prioritize in that way.
1: Well, I have to be honest, I've stayed away from the green brands a little bit with not knowing what I'm doing because so Aveda is supposed to be great for sensitive skin and um, and like. I guess, natural and all of those things. Um, and one day I was sitting in a makeup chair and someone put it on my face, and I kid you not, like all of a sudden, my face started burning. and I look or they look up and they're like, Oh my God, go wash your face. And long story short, like I was I guess somewhat deathly allergic to it. My whole face blew up. We couldn't we had to like postpone the shoot and the whole thing.
3: And I oh, found wow.
1: that with natural products more than the chemical ones. and, I guess I probably should be spending time figuring out what exactly it is that is in that that caused that problem. I just get scared when people, you know, sometimes when they're like, oh, it's
2: all natural, and then I'm like, oh, I hope it doesn't have whatever Aveda has. Right. Well, Aveda is not natural, and that was one of the things I talked about uh, in the book because I, when I started out, I went to Aveda, and I was like, I'm going to use Aveda cosmetics. They have color. This will help me green the beauty industry. And I was wrong. Um, There's petrochemicals, preservatives, all kinds of things are in there. And I was really shocked. And I think everyone thinks they're green. What they do do well is they consider the environment. Um, But to me, um, they'll, like, work on their sustainable packaging or have very um, high standards for sourcing materials or... Uh, You know, things like kind of like the body shop. They were the two to become eco-friendly. But we are so much past a lot of the things that they were doing back then um, that I think the industry has surpassed them because if you are putting toxic chemicals into your cosmetics, they're eventually going to be back into the environment because everything you put on goes down the drain and back into our crops our livestock, um, our soil back into our bodies, so it's a closed circuit, and you can't be green without considering chemicals. So, uh, but so so yes, there's that. You also should have looked at the label because you want to know. You want to start recognizing what it is that you have a sensitivity to. It could be in natural products and traditional products. You just don't know. Um, so. Yeah, there's that. Um, And the other thing is um, usually it's an essential oil. So a lot of products don't contain essential oils or um, they're very diluted or something like that. But um, essential oils are very potent. And if you don't know what you're doing with them um, or if you have any sensitivities, you could end up, you know, with allergic reactions. And so especially on your face. I and my rule of thumb is never try anything new before a shoot. Like right. <laughs> a before a shoot. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean I learned that lesson, although I'm sure you know how this works. And just so you know, we only have yeah. four minutes till close. So um but, you know, you sit in the makeup chair and the often the makeup artists have what they have and True. you know, sometimes I mean they do have a, an array and obviously if I say I'm allergic to a Veda, even if they have that, they're not gonna put it on me. But You know, if you don't know, you're right. Like I should be a little more educated and know what's in that so I can be like if okay, if you don't have things I recognize, you know, this these are the ingredients that I'm not okay with.
2: Yeah, and it could have been a one off. Was it something you did to your skin? Um you know, was it a reaction of something you had on already a moisturizer and then that. Um, sometimes when you mix two like some people have a little bit of a retinol or a glycolic in their Ocean, and then when you mix that with a vitamin C or another retinol or enzyme or whatever, you just have tragic results. Um, yep. You know, it could have just been a one-off. You just never know. But, yeah, I mean, if if you are consistently finding there's things um, that are making you uh, have allergic reactions or irritations, then you really want to uh, dive into it. sounds like that was not your case. but And it is so true. I mean, if you know you're going to a wedding, fine, you don't have to... Um, you know, you can not try things, um, but when you are, um, and even sometimes at weddings, you'll get a makeup artist, um, but right, when you're on set and you got a makeup artist, it is what it is. You, you often don't have a choice, so that's right. a tough one, but you can always bring your own makeup if you realize, it doesn't sound like you have this problem, Devin, but if, if someone has, I say this to everyone, if someone has a problem, um, bring your own makeup. Bring your own yeah, I, I mean, Women are yeah.
1: I honestly yeah. always do have a backup for the reason I said, like I learned my lesson after, you know, I looked at my face and knew it wasn't okay when this one woman did it. So I now, I mean, I always have taken something with me. Uh, um, yeah. but I just want to be able to redo my whole face if I need to, when I have that reaction, um, right. we only have like a minute left. So I want to make sure everybody got your name. It's Paige Paget. It's, uh, go to pagepaget.com P a i g e, P a d g e t t. And if in one minute you could give us a mistake that people are making, um, I know we have to be quick about it, but I would love that if there's something you know that a lot of people are doing wrong.
2: Oh, um, so you're like Adri. I would. Say, I know it's like it's, it's tough. I would I would go back to the the concealer uh, and just makeup in general. I think I think women put way too much on and they don't blend enough. So that's always my thing. Like, use less, blend more.
1: Cool. Well, um, I I did want to ask about your child and your foster care, um, I guess, uh, experience. And unfortunately, yeah. I think I'm going to have to have you back or, or we'll do that in a blog or something because um, yeah. we have pretty much sure. run out of time. But amazing that you two took that on and um i know a lot of people think that it's hard to be moms and have big careers like a lot of us have but i mean i know you're also very engaged with your child and you're constantly giving back to everyone um including your child so um congratulations on that and thank Thank you you so so
2: much for joining me my pleasure thank you for having me devin
1: You're welcome. Have a great week, everyone. Um, Next week, we have the founder of Halo Top. We're going to find out how he went from being a lawyer to his passion for ice cream turning into the most purchased ice cream there is. Um, So we'll check in with everybody next week. And until then, have a great one.
0: Thanks for listening to Have It All, Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.